You're listening to the Common Ground Football Podcast, episode 95, your week three preview. Not much else to say except let's roll. the common ground football podcast happy friday everyone although when you listen to this it will be saturday because it's 10:01 p.m on friday evening as i am recording um let me explain real quick there's a there's always a plan right like there's always a a, a you know something that you put in like put these you put some notes down you put some things together i mean it's called a plan it's what it is uh and it'll always be you know foiled and 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 screwed up somehow so um i've probably mentioned it before uh, across 94 episodes this is 95 now um i record this in my lovely wife's um, photography studio in downtown wenatchee washington now it's fantastic to have this space um, while it's cavernous and not as soundproof as I, uh, need, um, I am able to make it work. Um, the problem is, is that it is in a building that we share it with other businesses. Um, and they're not like super busy, but, uh, where I'm set up because of how her studio is, I'm, I'm, there's a window between me and um, the front doors of this uh, former former uh, Wenatchee Hotel building is what this used to be. And um, <laughs> so the plan was uh, I, my my actual full-time job having our, our online meeting in the mornings on Friday and then I would have time after that meetings, meeting is done to record my preview shows and get it out there real quick in the morning like so by noon pacific time it would be out there for you to listen to that was the plan problem is with the doors right there anytime somebody comes in because i have to use uh, a dynamic microphone so that uh it doesn't pick up everything it does pick up that stupid door and if the nice guy super nice dude that works in the office space that's next to us, if he's here and he's talking on his phone, it is super duper loud and you can it bleeds over and you can hear it. So unfortunately, I have discovered that really the only time that I can record is like nine o'clock at night and on when the restaurant that's in this building is out, uh, the every other businesses that are here are gone, nobody else is here, uh, there's one guy that lives in the building in the apartment that's in the back, but he never comes through at night. So this is the only time because it's quiet. <laughs> so unfortunately, as much as I would like to get the episodes out by noon on Friday, it's uh, so far two weeks into trying to do this, um, it's not working. So I'm going to try it again next week. Got some some ideas. Um but I may have to I may have to just go in back to doing one episode a week, um, which is difficult. So we will see. But here I am. You'll have this by Saturday morning and, and you can go nuts. So I am going to make this as fast as possible. I am dead tired. I'm going to be 100% honest with all of you. It was a long week. 
got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now with with trying to um, get the pr- uh, progress started on building our first. Uh, well, we we have we're, we live in our first house. We've been lived there for 14 years, but uh, we're going to start start building here soon, hopefully. And so that's a lot of stress. And then I'm a parent of three kids, and I have a six year old, a th- almost three year old, and a 15 month old. And um, yeah, any of you out there who have children will understand completely why I'm exhausted. So uh, yeah, I I just want to I just want to go home, hit the couch, and and just chill. So, but. I also want this. I want to do this. I want to make sure that I put out the content that I promised I would put out. So here we are. Week three started uh, last night, actually, Thursday night, um, which was a good game. Carolina, Houston. Uh, I, 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 I liked it. It was, was, it was entertaining. Uh, Carolina, 3-0. Um, I didn't expect that. So look out for them. So we're one game in the rest of them are Sunday. And of course, Monday night, and let's do a quick zoom around the rest of the NFC West and see what the Cardinals, the Rams and the Niners are doing before we hit up my Seattle Seahawks and what they need to do to beat the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota on Sunday. So first the Arizona Cardinals. They are at Jacksonville taking on the Jaguars. Um, will the Cardinals keep rolling or will the rebuilding Jaguars get their first one of the season? I doubt that. I doubt that. You got uh, two uh, former college coaches going up against each other. Problem is, in Jacksonville, you have, even though you have Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, uh, when you have the number one overall pick, it's pretty rare that you become a winner right away. You have that number one pick because you're a bad football team, which means you probably don't have a lot of other pieces around, and that's where Jacksonville's struggling. Uh, they've lost 17 straight games. I did not know that until I started looking stuff up for this game. 17 straight games, including six in a row by double digits, and they are only nine losses away from the tying the NFL record of 26 straight losses, which was Tampa Bay back in 1977. Holy crap. So they, they're, they're just not a good football team right now. Um, in, in reading up on, on what's going on with them, it just, I mean, it sounds like it's a struggle on both sides of the ball. They have no weapons on offense for Trevor Lawrence to pass to. He's got nobody out there that can get any separation that can, uh, be available for him to throw the ball to. They just don't have anybody. And then on the defense side of the ball, they have no pass rush whatsoever. Uh, so they can't really ever get anything going on defense, which is why they're 0-2. So they are about to face a Arizona team that has, uh, I think they've scored at least 36 points in their two first two games. Yeah. Uh, and they got Kyler Murray third-year quarterback who has absolutely started the season on fire he's got seven touchdowns passing touchdowns two rushing touchdowns and uh you've literally watched him develop right in front of your eyes he went from being the he can throw it pretty well and but look at him run to uh one of the things i read about him is his ability to scramble has gone way up this season and that's what they're noticing so on plays that are starting to fall apart where he in the first two years would have taken off and run 
Now he's actually scrambling around, waiting for his receivers to make a move and get open, and then he's throwing those Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, that type of stuff, and and that's just making him just a dominant player. So if the Vikings, Vikings, if the Jaguars, I'm already looking ahead, if the Jaguars don't have any pass rush, uh, they're, 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 they're in trouble. This is one of those games that I could see getting ugly and ugly fast. And, you know, Jacksonville fans, this is just part of the process. You're just going to have to grit it through this season. It's going to be ugly before it gets good. Um, so, yeah, that that's going to be quite the – that game might end up being a snooze fest as Arizona probably destroys them. Um, what's not going to be a snooze fest, hopefully, and should be a very entertaining game, and I am super looking forward to it, is the next one is the Rams hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, easily two of the best teams in the league right now through two weeks, and uh, one of them has to win. I mean, technically you could have a tie, I guess, but one of these teams is going to win. So you got Matt Stafford, Matthew, sorry, uh, who seems right at home in L.A. with the Rams, and we always knew he could put up the numbers, and now he's got all the winning, you know, pieces around him. He's got actual like weapons and a defense that can play. Uh, so it's translating into actual wins. All of his amazing numbers, and he just looks fantastic through two weeks. Looks right, just looks right at home. Like this is where he should have been all along. And on the other side, you got the man who won't age. You got Tom Brady, who at 107 years old. He's got nine touchdown passes through the first two games. Tommy Boy, nine passes through his first two games. And that's, of course, because this is what Tom Brady does. That's the most he's ever thrown through two games. He's never had nine touchdowns through two games. At 107 years old, can you believe that? It's just, he's unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, I think that the one thing that might happen here is our, our friend Tommy over there. Uh, he might be feeling a little more pressure in this game than he's seen so far. Um, he did, he did get a little bit of it last week, but he's got to deal with like Aaron Donald type guys now in this game. So I, I, (laughs) you, you, uh, you actually put pressure on Tommy and then all you have to worry about is his dink and dunk game, which of course we know if you've ever watched Tom Brady play a football game on his new England time or whatever, the, the guy can do that on you all day. But if that's what you can hold him to and keep him away from throwing the big plays, um, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Uh, the Rams, on their side of the ball, they just got to score points and score a lot of them. That's my game plan for them. <laughs> score and then score again and then score again and then just keep on scoring. Don't stop. Just score because if you get more points, you're going to win. It's the simplest NFL philosophy ever. The team with the most points is going to win. But that game, uh, that is on my must-watch list. That is, unfortunately, I think it's at the exact same time that uh, my Seahawks play. And so I will have to record it and watch it later. But I, I will. And then the Niners uh, host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. Another must-watch game, I think. Uh, this one comes down to a bunch of questions for me. This is I was trying to think about this game, and I was like, you know... This, this is all about the answers to these questions. What offensive plan are we going to see from San Francisco? Will we see two quarterbacks? Are they going to get Trey Lance involved? He, he, he had a play in the first game. He had nothing in the second. 
Or what are they going to do? Are they going to play? What are they going to do? And then um, you got Aaron. And will we see MVP style Aaron? Or more like week one Aaron? Um, and then what will that run game look with the Niners? They, they, I, <laughs> I have uh, one of my fantasy groups um, in the chat. Basically, somebody was just like, I, I, I wouldn't start a, a Niners running back if it if it killed me. Like I wouldn't do it because you just it just seems like a cursed position right now. So what are the, what does that part of the game look like? And then honestly, whose defense is just going to play flat out better? Uh, you've got two teams that can that can score points, and and it may come down to whose defense gets that one stop. That's that's key. Um, and then of course today. Every radio show I listened to today, every sports talk radio show I listened to, wanted to bring up, and it was like this all week, honestly, wanted to bring up the drama that this game has. And to me, I just kind of look at it like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> like, the, the you sports media are trying to make this a thing. But we will remember that in the offseason when Aaron was throwing his baby fit and apparently wanted to be traded, the Niners called the Green Bay Packers and inquired about Aaron Rodgers. And of course, in the end, you know, Green Bay doesn't trade Aaron anywhere. San Francisco goes get and drafts Trey Lance. So I'm who who cares? But apparently it's a big deal because now the teams are going to face each other and it's the first time they've faced each other since the 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 whole trade thing and Aaron is still a Packer and Jimmy Garoppolo is still a Niner and oh my God. Nobody cares. <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, I should I wanted to I sh- I I will text Dennis from Ohio tomorrow. It's too late. He it, it's what, uh one o'clock in the morning over there. I'm not gonna do that to him. I'm curious as a Niner fan if he really gives a flying poop. Cause I gotta believe you don't. There is zero reason to care about that in this game but that's what they want the big story to be oh god there's gonna be so much drama there's so much sweat going on there with all that they're gonna be thinking about it the whole game of oh i could be playing over there that could it's just shut up stop it nobody gives a shit uh all right that's my zoom around the nfc west for week three you could very easily write i mean not very easily i think one of those games is super easy for one of the NFC West, and that's Arizona. One of those games is 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 just dumb easy. The other two, they could go either way. They could act, act, absolutely go either way. I don't think there's a home field advantage there for either one. Um, that those yeah, Cardinals simple. Other two, not so much. Uh. Are there any other NFL games this week to watch? Honestly, looking at the schedule, no. <laughs> the, the, I have two I have two and a half must-watch games, and two of them I already talked about. Rams, Buccaneers, Niners, Packers, those two. Now, if you want to, because there won't be any other games on Monday night, check out, of course, Eagles taking on the Cowboys in Dallas. That matchup's always fun. I'll never forget when Andrew was on this program 
and uh, that matchup would come up twice a year. He hates the Eagles. I don't think there's a team in that division that he hates more as a Cowboys fan than the Eagles. And any time it was it was their turn to play, oh, man. Especially if the Eagles won, that next week was no fun. <laughs> so it's always a fun matchup, and it's Monday night, so that'll be a one to watch. So other than that, it is actually a schedule full of duds of games that I have no interest in watching whatsoever. So um, I, I don't know. The 10 a.m. slot, um, because the Seahawks start at 125 Pacific time, which I thought was weird um for playing in minnesota but i guess um so that morning slot 10 a.m pacific i have no idea i don't know what i'll be watching maybe i won't be watching football maybe i'll just be chilling trying to sleep i don't know we'll see uh but the seahawks will move right along to them they do host not host they go to minnesota and the vikings host them vikings are 0 two looking for their first win it's sunday at 125 um this one's, I mean, you got a team in the Vikings that uh, are, I think they're, um, was it 0-7 with Russell Wilson, Seahawks, something like that. It hasn't been good. Uh, it has not been good for the Vikings against the Seahawks. Now, one of those games, that like that playoff game where they lost in by the field goal, or I mean, just, yeah, that was a special game. Um, I, this one's simple. The, the Vikings will notice that it will come down to blocking up front to keeping Seattle's pass rush at bay. And uh, that will allow Kirk Cousins to just connect wherever he wants. Unless, of course, we magically see the Seahawks secondary just get better all of a sudden. Um, and then on the Seahawks offensive side of the ball, they just need to pour it on. They, have, they need to have the same uh, game plan as the Rams. Score, and then score again. And then score again. And then... I would score some more. And just when you think you've scored enough points, you haven't. Keep scoring. I would like to see I'd like to see more tight ends involved, more like what we saw in week one. Um, I think that with the injury to Brandon Shell, he's out on on Sunday. Um, we're gonna have to they're gonna have to do something. Um so you might see more tight ends and they're blocking anyway. So maybe we get them more involved in the passing game. I, I, I would like to. I think that the absence of them in week two was a big part of that offense not working when it needed to. So uh, I definitely worry about protection with, for Russell this week with Shell out. And just what we saw um, kind of last week as stuff broke down towards the end. Um, I want to see a less predictable, um, better game plan offensively from Shane Waldron. I just, I don't, there was so much difference between week one and week two. And I understand you're playing two different opponents. It's fine. But what we saw in week two, we saw for a lot last season. And we frankly don't need to see any more of, we just don't. So if we could not do the predictable garbage run, run pass or, on a down where you absolutely should be throwing your running and on a down you absolutely should be uh, throwing your running and it just things that don't make any sense. Just none of that, please. Um, we need uh, – what else we need? We need we need DK to shut up and have a big game. Now, he came out and said that he needs to stop letting those uh, defensive guys get, get to him. 
They talk a lot of smack the whole game, and he lets it get to him. And he said he needs he needs to do better at that. So, I mean, good for him for knowing that and admitting it. But now we need him to actually have a big game. He has been – now, that you know it's because Lockett has been great. So, remember last season, even though Lockett had an unbelievable year, most of the time when DK had his big games, it was because they were they took Lockett out. Their, whatever scheme they were running, they, Lockett was covered. But DK's huge. And he's fast as hell. He needs to get open, and he needs to get more involved in the game. And then he needs to shut up and not let stop talking smack. Don't let them get to you. Just play your game. Play your game. That simple. And then absolutely have to get the running game going. Penny's out. And we're going to talk about more about that in a second because, of course, he's out. So it becomes a Carson and Collins show. You still got home, uh, Travis Homer and uh, DJ Dallas. But it's going to become the Carson and Collins show. What will they be able to do? Last year, last week, nothing. They they couldn't get anything going. They just the whole offense last week, despite a, a few big plays, was garbage. It just it just didn't work. So what will they be able to do? Get the running game going. We know what happens. We we need that to go. Uh, and defensively. Uh, they're going to have another tough task ahead of them in stopping the run game. Last week, Derrick Henry. This week, Dalvin Cook. They absolutely cannot have a repeat of last week when they allowed 182 yards. Let that sink in. 182 rushing yards from Derrick Henry last week. They cannot do that again. It will spell disaster for sure and a big old L at the end of it they, they've got to figure out how to how to close those gaps and not allow that to happen and then the one thing we do know it's going to happen for sure again like i said unless magic happens that secondary will struggle that's just what's going to happen um i don't think they have it all figured out we know that trey flowers is garbage but he'll still be playing um so the talent isn't there the scheme is trash thanks ken norton appreciate that buddy um that's not going to change all that being said if if there's no pressure and we keep saying this week after week right every single week it seems to be the key and it is last week no pressure on the quarterback and Tannehill was able to do whatever he wanted just throw the ball to whoever most of the time it was a completion and because they were running a garbage freaking protect uh scheme with zone whatever the fuck it was Excuse my language again. See, I drop one F-bomb every episode. That's what happened. Um, the guys were wide open. There wasn't anybody w- within three or four yards of them. So um, the, the way that this defense works is if they can get pressure on the quarterback. So if they, if they can get back there and make life hell for Kirk Cousins, then they can do what they want. Then their secondary looking like just total hot me- garbage. It doesn't hurt him as much because those throws aren't going to be great. He's not going to be able to stand back there and put it exactly where he needs to put it. So it's just just like not allowing the the rushing yards from from the running back like last week can't do that. They cannot have another game where they don't put any pressure on the quarterback. Their defense does not function correctly unless they put cor- pressure and get back there and get the hits and get the sacks. They couldn't do it last week. And if they don't do it this week, they will leave Minnesota one and two. 
It's absolutely what will happen. All right, so let's talk about injuries. Uh, what I've seen, so I talked about Brandon Shell being out. He's out. Uh, Penny is out, and uh, I just have to put a note on this. I, I have 100% do not expect him to be a Seahawk next season. Him being out now is 26 of his possible 55 games that he could have played uh, since he was drafted. 26 misses missing. That's not played. He will miss now 26 of the possible 55 games since he was drafted. Injury. Just not good. Not good at all. So that's a bummer. Um, and they'll also be without uh, D. Eskridge, which is unfortunate. But you've seen Russell get the ball all over the all over the place. I mean, he he he's got he's got guys. I'm not. If, and if they can get if they can get tight ends involved, uh, they got guys. But we need Eskridge back at, at some point because he's good. Um, and that is all I've got for injuries, unless I missed one. But I think that was it. Um, I think there's some questionables on there that are game time decisions, which of course we won't know until game time because you know they're game time decisions. Um. My bold prediction for this game, I need I need a rebound because my first two weeks of bold predictions have been trash. Notice I'm using garbage and trash a lot in this episode. I've just kind of dis- discovered that. Those are my words of the week. Garbage and trash, they mean the exact same thing, but with emphasis, can be stronger. Either one. But I need a rebound because I, I have not done well. Uh, I had my Russell Wilson will not throw a uh, a touchdown and he threw like four week one and then although the 12s brought it last week and were loud as hell and there were some false starts in there there weren't what did i say seven six or seven there weren't that many so and the seahawks had two in their own stadium but here i go yeah i can't say i can't talk about that i'll just get mad again uh okay so I am going to say my bold prediction for this game is the defense. I'm going to go defense side of the football. The defense is going to get four plus. So four or more. They're going to get at least four sacks on Minnesota's quarterback, Kirk Cousins. At least four. Could get more than that, but it's going to be at least four. I think that's a safe. I think that we had a fluke last week. They're going to come back this week. You're going to see Jamal Adams get one. You're going to see maybe Dunlap get in there and get one. You're going to see you're going to see it happen. At least four. That's my bold prediction. So, really quick, because I have to say it every single episode. If you like what you hear and you want to keep me here and help me grow, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts if that's the platform that you use to listen, which I know is a giant uh, platform for a lot of the listeners that listen to the show. We can track that stuff, you know. Uh, so please, uh, stars and then a review. That'd be fantastic. I'd love you forever. And then when you see it on social media when I post an episode, which I need to be better at, but when I post an episode, share it with your friends. Retweet it. Share it. Tell everyone you know about it. Help me grow. Appreciate it. Uh, it's time, our favorite second uh, segment from Dennis from Ohio of the week is his game picks, and um, I have not listened to these yet, nor have I checked in on his uh, picks can pick them. Real quick, uh, picks can pick them, I mentioned it in uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday's episode. There's This is the last, like, 
I mean, I'm going to leave it open. If you want to join any time, you can. But, I mean, once week three passes, trying to get in, it's going to be hard. So ESPN.com, uh, sign in, create a free account, go to Fantasy, pick skin, pick them, create an entry, start picking games, make sure that you join our group, 2021 Common Ground Football Podcast, and get on the fun. And the winner at the end of the season, that isn't me or Dennis, because we have our own bet going, uh, we'll get a prize. So get in there and and kick some ass. Um, I am going to jump over there right now because that's where my picks are. So ESPN, Fantasy, and Picks Can Pick Them. But we're going to go with Dennis first and uh, unmuted and hit the play button. Here is what Dennis has for us this week. What's up, everybody? It's Dennis from Ohio here with my week three picks. Hoping to improve on my 11-5 and record from last week, so I think I'm 22-10 and overall. So not too bad. Can't complain. Uh, so for this week, I'm going with Carolina Panthers over Houston. They're not even sure who Houston's quarterback's going to be, even if Tyrod Taylor is hurt. Um, I got Buffalo going into the Washington football team, and I got Buffalo taking that one. Um, I got the Cleveland Browns over the Chicago Bears who have said Andy Dalton's still their quarterback, even if he's healthy. Not sure if that's a great decision, but I'm just a fan, and I don't know much. Um, I got Baltimore going into Detroit and winning. I got Tennessee continuing their winning ways over the Colts. Sorry about that, Brian. That was a rough one to watch last week. I'm sure it was even rougher for you. I've been there, and yes, it sucks. I got Kansas City going into L.A. and beating the Chargers. I got the Saints going into New England, rebounding, taking on the Pats, and I got New Orleans in that one. I got Atlanta beating the Giants. I got the Steelers going into Cincy, taking that victory. I got Arizona going into Jacksonville. And winning, I'm wishing uh, Urban Meyer's probably wishing he was still back at Ohio State and Trevor Lawrence probably wishes he was still in college. But welcome to the NFL. I got Denver going into New York and beating the Jets. I got Las Vegas beating Miami. I got, this is my upset this week, just to see. I got the Rams beating Tampa Bay at SoFi Stadium. So we'll see how that works. That'll be my upset. And if I don't win, so be it. Brian, I got your team getting back on track going into Minnesota. And getting that victory. I got Dallas over Philly. And then, obviously, my San Francisco 49ers. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a lot of trouble playing the 49ers. Hopefully that continues. I know I got, I think I'm down to my 12th or 13th string running back. But with that offensive line, I think, Brian, you or I could run behind them. But we'll probably get hurt. But I got my 49ers taking on Green Bay and pulling out the victory. Hopefully I can improve on that 11-5 record from last week and uh, continue to do well. Looking forward to your picks, Brian. Have a great day, everybody. Dennis from Ohio, my buddy. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for contributing to this show. Week in and week out with your questions and then now your picks. And uh, um, There's more coming. There's more coming for you, my friend, for sure. Uh, we're going to figure it out uh great picks now he sent me his picks on tuesday because he sends me both um on tuesday so the the panthers game panthers texans game was already picked um before anything happened and i you can you're gonna have to trust me on this with the way picks can pick and works i had to pick before the game started so my pick is already in uh, if you don't believe me i can screenshot it and show you that i picked the panthers and, and of course they won so i'm already one and over the week so is he. So uh, my picks, here we go. So I had Panthers 
And I have the uh, Bills winning at home against the Washington football team. I have the Browns beating the Bears. I have the Ravens beating the Lions. Uh, I have the Titans coming off of their big win. They're going to have all the momentum and everything going going home. They're going to beat the Colts. Uh, I have the Chiefs beating the Chargers. Uh, this was a tough one, but I'm uh, mainly at home, and I think that we saw that that week one for New Orleans wasn't necessarily what the week, what the season was going to be. So I'm going to pick the Patriots to beat the Saints. Um in a in a game that nobody cares i'm going to pick the giants to beat the falcons i have this is my upset of the week so dennis had his this is mine i have the Bengals. <laughs> i have the Bengals beating the steelers yeah i said it you got ben roethlisberger who's got uh like a uh a issue in, a, in his peck something hurts he's also he's 107 years old he's the same age as tom brady 107 right but he is old Brady, not old. So I have the Bengals uh, going into Pittsburgh and winning. And yes, I'm crazy. Uh, I have the Cardinals kicking the crap out of the Jags. Uh, Jacksonville has no shot in that game. They just don't. Uh, Broncos will beat the Jets because the Jets are uh, the worst team in the NFL and will continue to be for the rest of their life. Uh, the Raiders will beat the Dolphins. Um, so Dennis picked the Rams to upset and win, uh, against the Buccaneers. I have the Buccaneers winning. So I picked the Buccaneers to go in there and give the Rams their first loss of the season. Uh, I will get back to the Seahawks. I have the Niners. I have uh, Dennis from Ohio, San Francisco 49ers beating the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this one is probably the closest one. You look at all of the, um, picks on espn.com it flat out tells you percentage of the picks who picked who uh, across the entire thing right all of espn fantasy and this one 51 percent have picked the packers 49 percent have picked the niners that one's stupid close the rest of them are not like that uh, but i have the niners winning at home in santa clara at uh jeans stadium that i call it and then Monday night, I have the Dallas Cowboys at home in Jerry's world beating up on the Eagles. That's what I got. Um, okay. I kept it under 40 minutes. That's always the goal for this preview show. This is the first one for the season where I'm going to get so much shit. You're all going to be mad at me. You're going to be pissed that I'm not that uh, what my pick is about to be in the Seahawks-Vikings game. And because I said that, now you already know what I'm going to do. So let's remember, before I give this pick, I'm going to preface it with something. I am not a homer when it comes to the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. I love all my Seattle sports teams. While Dennis was talking there, I was sitting, I checked the uh, Mariners score, the Seattle's baseball team, and they just beat the Angels. They're two games out of a wild card spot with eight games to go. They're probably not going to get it, but damn it. Uh, it's <laughs> we haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years in baseball so i i'm i i'm i'm excited i need it so i got them uh the seattle storm while i don't pay a lot of attention they win championships so and and they're they're good the kraken are coming i'm, I'm gonna be a huge kraken fan and uh who am i missing oh the sounders duh huge sounders fan so 
I love all my Seattle teams, including my Seahawks, but I'm not a homer fan. I'm not going to sit there and pick the Seahawks to win just because I'm a Seahawks fan. I can't. That's just not what I, I, I market myself as a realistic sports fan, and I get a lot of crap from that. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way I am. I'm not going to. If I don't think they're going to win, I'm not going to pick them. That being said. I saw a lot of things in week two that bugged the crap out of me and make me nervous about this team. Now, I I understand that we have said that you cannot get a full, complete idea of what a team's identity is until we get through at least week four. That Then you know, right? But I saw too many things in week two that remind me of the second half of the 2020 season. And because of that and injuries and uh, the secondary looking worse week to week, I unfortunately believe that this, I've drawn this out so long. I unfortunately believe that the Seahawks are going to go into Minnesota and they are going to lose to the Vikings. Um, it, it's going to be like, oh, 31 to, to 24, something like that. 31, let's say 31, it's not even close, 31-17. I just, I don't think, I just don't think, I think they lose and come home one and two. I'm sorry. Hate me all you want, but I'm I'm a realistic fan. But here's here's the kicker. Here is the kicker. Some people hate being wrong with everything in life. Now, I hate being wrong with most things in life. <laughs> but when it comes to my sports teams and picking a winner or picking um, just anything when it comes to do with them in a negative way, I have zero problem being wrong. And I encourage the powers that be that control the universe or whatever to prove me wrong. Have no problem with it. If at the end of the day the Seahawks win and I look like an idiot, I'm okay with that. 100% okay with that. Love being wrong if it means the Seahawks win. Totally fine. So hate me all you want, but that's what's going to happen. Seahawks going to lose. Doesn't mean the season's over at all. Just means that this week just wasn't there for them. They lose. I also picked them to win last week, and they didn't. How about that? So y'all can get over it. Okay. Uh, that is it for me on a late Friday evening and, um, I'm going to get this thing, uh, out to you guys as soon as humanly possible. I can't wait till I'm doing live streams and I can have, you know, one or two people cause that's all I'll have, uh, watching while I do this cause it's fun. And, uh, and then it can actually, as I talk, like I'm talking live, it'll actually be live where I treat this like it's my own personal radio show. And I understand that it's a podcast and you can listen to this a week from now. I don't, I don't care. It's my it's my show. See how my voice right there? It's my show. <laughs> I'll do it however I want to do it. But anyway, as always, I'll tell you what I do appreciate. I appreciate every single last one of you that download this this podcast every single week and listen to it and continue to do it the next week and the week after that. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate the support. And until next time... <laughs> Go Hawks.